The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Welcome to the quick hitter version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. Alongside my co-host, King McClure, I'm Monica McNutt. This week, our featured guest is Gene Wong of the Washington Post, and we talk the legacy of Big John, Coach John Thompson who was known as a pillar of the game of basketball, but in many ways, he was a pillar off the court, even more so. I think, and I have said, as I mosey about ideas in terms of how I might want to memorialize him from our perspective, but I have said, I have never met someone who achieved such iconic levels of success, but truly understood and lived that basketball was just a vehicle, right? And I think- as people are reading about him in the various memoirs, obviously yours was great, Gene, and Kevin Blackstone wrote one in the book that I thought was tremendous. Shapiro sharing stories of yes. how he helped coach Patrick Ewing up for the media because of John. Um, John Coach Thompson also had a whole master's degree in counseling. Right? <laughs> I think people forget that basketball really was just the vehicle for him. Like he cared about his players and their success beyond just the game. And for me sitting on the other side, after he retired, obviously, I mean, I'm on campus 20, 2007, 2011, but he sat in that big wooden chair in McDonough at our practices. I definitely <laughs> was as vocal as he was with the guys, but he was there to support us. Um, he was always available. He knew that I wanted to get into the media and supported me through that. Um, but he was interested in us as people. And you mentioned my good teammate, Sugar Rogers. Let me tell you, Gene, Sugar is now working on her second degree and wants to go into- <laughs> When she got to the hilltop and I was tasked with dealing with her, I believed that hell had frozen over if she was going back to school. But right. Coach Thompson was, had his hand on her and was mm-hmm. part of her growth and her success. Um, I just want people to know that in a way, especially on the women's basketball front, he was Kobe before Kobe made the orange hoodie cool. Because yeah. he cared about us, the game that we played, because we love basketball, but also just as us as young women. He, you know, one of his famous lines is, and a lot of people who are uh, a bit on the hilltop know this, don't let eight pounds of air determine your life. Basically what he's saying is don't let that basketball be determine who you are. There's so much more to life. There's so much more you can do. And his players certainly, fall, yeah, he had a ton of NBA players. There's no question about it. But what some of those players have gone and do after they're done in the NBA, look at Dikembe Mutombo. Look at all the humanitarian work he's done. He's a perfect example. You know, um, Michael Jackson went on to the Kennedy School of Government you know, uh, at Harvard. I mean, there's player after player um, have, have done things off the court that he kind of embodied what John taught them. Um, using basketball is kind of a, a vehicle for that, but, you know, not as the, the, the thing that's going to define you for your whole life. And that's kind of, I'm sure in all the, when he's memorialized, that's what people are going to say. I mean, they'll talk about all his wins, the championships, the final fours, but they will talk about mostly what it means to them um, how he affected them socially, 
um, emotionally, philosophically, spiritually, all that, things that are not related to basketball. Um, he saved boys clubs and girls clubs in DC, you know, from going under. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's all that stuff that is not really, we don't talk about uh, at the top, you know, but that he did kind of in the background. Yeah, I mean, the background stuff, for to me includes you know my head coach was a black female head coach on the women's side but the sure. numbers are still very rare i mean he was supportive of terry and since then georgetown has a record of black coaches that is unfamiliar in terms of d1 institutions so there's so much that he did behind the scenes well I, yeah I, I, let me just yeah as as kind of picking back off that he when he was coaching he would one of his big big things was trying to get more black referees in the Big East because he thought there was a dearth of African-American referees, which there were. And also he wanted to have more African-American assistants with the hope that they would go on to be head coaches at major programs. So, I mean, his impact was there too, um, to get more African-Americans involved, not just playing, but in coaching and in officiating. If you'd like to hear more, check out the full version of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with myself, and the great Monica McNutt from Pure Hoops Media.